Okay, I'm not moving for the rest of this podcast. I appreciate it. Can I see your shirt? Lynn. I got it from Five Below. Oh, how cute. No bad days. Hey, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who hurt you? <laughs> Welcome to the Shit Show Podcast, where we try to stay on topic for the rest of the time, but we don't know if we will. My name is Julie. Hello, my name is Lynn. I'm True. I'm Kelsey. And today's topic is going to be venting versus talking behind people's back. The reason I say so is because sometimes if you're in a relationship or you have friends and you have an issue with somebody, sometimes you don't want to speak to that person first, like confrontation. Some people aren't confrontational. So you vent to it to somebody else, like a close friend, significant other, etc. But sometimes people think of that as talking behind your back. So let's discuss. All right, first question. Is telling your significant other considered shady? So like if I'm venting to Julie about something, would I, am I in my right mind to be upset if I'm like, oh yeah, just don't say anything to anybody. If Julie told Larry, am I in the right place to be upset? My answer is no, because it's like, you know, for the most part, I feel like most relationships, they're pretty unit-wise. So, like, if you tell me something, there's an understanding that Irene will probably know if she, if it ever gets brought up. But it would be the assumption that, like, if I tell Kelsey something, Jared will know, kind of thing. Is that, is that what you guys agree with, or no? I can know as well, because every time I tell you guys stuff, I kind of expect your other significant others to know as well. It's just like, I don't know unexpected for me but basically it, it was an internet internet relationship fling. okay fling you're, yeah you're invalidating it now but i want the record to be known as like they were straight up like a thing like i will say i will say he did ask me to be his girlfriend therefore therefore yes we were dating i wouldn't count it as a serious relationship i will count okay. it as a relationship fine because i did he did ask me i did say yes but i wouldn't count it as a serious relationship i do did you guys ever meet no we talked it was only for i feel like it was the, like one summer it was like yeah, a month like or two it was very short dude i barely remember it exactly <laughs> i just remember like, i was like oh yeah that guy yeah. Which is so crazy because I remember hearing so much about him, but when you started dating Larry, it was a very like gradual like, oh I, I like met this guy. And you know, it was very natural, you know what I mean? It wasn't like, okay, here's an update, here's an update, you know. Like when mm-hmm. I met when I started dating Irene, I feel like I didn't have to tell you guys like tea or anything like that. It was just like, Oh yeah, I started seeing this girl. She's Chinese. Yeah. But... Yeah. That's good though. It's very gradual. Mm-hmm. Not too much like too much drama or whatever. We were so wrapped up in Kelsey's love story, though. Like, we were, like, supporting Cass in that love story. <laughs> we were, like, the directors, <laughs> the art designers. Like, it was a great time. In the process of uh, making that movie, you guys are casted. I can't wait. It was amazing. Yes. It was I'm our... sorry, we got off topic. What was the original question? Um, uh, Venting versus talking behind their back. But we were talking about, like, if it's okay for a significant other to know, like, what 
personal things you were being told? I think all of us agreed that yes. But it just sounds so wrong to me because you're saying that, oh, don't tell anybody, but then you still have the assumption that they're going to tell their significant other and you're okay with it. Is that something we just normalize? Like, should that not be okay? I feel like when it comes to other strangers, it shouldn't be okay. But when it comes to, like, really close friends, I feel like that's fine. Like, with you guys, I'm okay with it. But if, say, it was, like, some other person, like, I'm not as close with, I don't think that'd be okay. But then at that point, would you be venting to them? No, I wouldn't, like, vent to them, maybe. Maybe, like, if I was drunk or something. But, like, (laughs) you know? I think I wouldn't vent. There's like an, ex- an extension though, so like for example, you guys are all very close with each other and I live another state away. So, for you guys, you see Irene as like my girlfriend, I see Larry as Julie's boyfriend, but like Kelsey will see Larry as like her friend, you know what I mean? So I think the lines of like venting is a little bit confusing. I dated this girl and I didn't like her best friend, right? And so it, it would be very awkward because the best friend really liked me as a friend kind of thing. And so I would get be put in the middle of between them, and it was, it was so just like uh, to be expected to mediate a relationship that you are not a big fan of anyway. Like this best friend was very toxic, and I don't, I didn't support the girl that I was dating with uh, at the time to be with her. But it would have been really fucked up for me to be like, best friend's trash, her kind of thing, because like no one wants to do that too. But mm-hmm. to get back on topic though, I think. For me, it would not it would not bother me if I told you something you t- and Kelsey told Larry, but I think for you guys, because you all see each other so often kind of thing, is it a little bit different? Are you, I mean? are you saying that it's okay to tell something personal that you don't want to be told to some... You, like, you told it to Kelsey and it's okay for her to say it to somebody else because she's close to that person? No, I think what I'm trying to say is like when you guys tell me something you're okay with me telling Irene because Irene is Lynn's girlfriend mm-hmm. versus like if I or like say Kelsey wanted to tell Julie something but she didn't want Larry to know you know what I mean because like she and Larry see each other very often kind of thing you know what I mean like like Larry is a friend of Kelsey not Larry is not just Julie's boyfriend like it, you know what I mean like you know I what I'm saying what like, you mean you know, yeah, like I'm like, not good friends with Lynn, but I see her at. I mean, not, not Lynn. Damn, I, mean, I see her. Exactly, but like for example, I have no relationship with her at all, right? Ooh. So I feel like if Chuck wants to come exactly, then it would be oh. totally be okay. However, if I was friends with her or if I knew her on a personal level, it would make the situation a little awkward. You know what I mean? So basically, it's only okay if it's a significant other, unless told I think otherwise. So. Yes, but like personal experience, I don't go out of my way to like tell Irene stuff that we talk about. Unless like there's something that we talk about that was so like <gasps> that I have to like just turn to her and be like, oh my god, you know, if she's with me at that moment and I find out some tea. Yeah, but like the stuff we talk about, I won't go to her unless like say Truck was telling me something that was really intense and I needed to talk to someone about what she told me. Yeah. Yeah, the tea has to be like piping. Uh huh. In order to share it. Okay. If it's just like this, then it's like, and Jared gonna be like, why are you even telling me? So what about if 
one of us had an argument with each other and then you go to somebody else to vent about it like another friend so me and kelsey got into an argument and then she tells truck about it at will that be okay or at what point is it venting versus talking shit because if you have let's say you have a continuous issue with the person where the same issue keeps coming up over and over and over again such as somebody slashing your tires or you know crossing their eyes out of a picture like continuous problems right what at that point when is it talking shit versus venting because you're just so you're so annoyed about it or you you don't want to confront that person because you're not a confrontational person because you don't know how to bring it up to that person but it is something that is an issue in your life and i don't know because you know when you go back and forth with somebody like oh my gosh this happened and then they kind of egg it on to be like you don't need to take that from her like this is a stupid bitch like when is it venting and when is it talking shit I and when is it support from a talking, friend? Talking, uh, uh, where crap about other people <laughs> is, it's like, you have, like, bad intentions of talking about that person, whereas venting, like, you're venting about that person about a certain problem that they have, you know? Like, when I vent to you guys, it's about this certain situation that this person has done to me, blah, blah, blah. But I'm not trying to talk bad about them because they are a bad person type of thing. If that makes sense. I agree. Mm -hmm. I, I really like that. I think the best forms of communication is attacking the situation, not the person. Yeah. Um, so if I'm something shitty is happening to me that has to do with another person, I will vent and be like, their actions have affected me in this way. I think talking shit would be like that person is like an absolute like fucktart kind of thing. You know what I mean? And I and it's it sucks because like the the right answer is always going to be like we should not be talking shit about people, but you know human nature. <laughs> Accurate. I guess. Okay, so in the situation where you decide to vent to a friend about some problem that you had and you vented to this friend and then that person you had an issue with finds out about it and gets hurt and they think you're talking shit but you're really venting then what? Kelsey, what are your thoughts? I think that's when you should all come together and like talk about it because the other person already knows so might as well just like have a conversation about it instead of just like oh, should we not talk? Do we talk? Make it awkward and stuff, you know? I think at that point, you just gotta... You just gotta come together and just talk to each other, because both parties already know, you might as well just talk about it, and part, honestly... The worst part is over. Yeah, I mean, honestly, the worst part is, like, you might lose a friend, but, I mean, if you're already talking bad, or if you're upset with them already, it might have gone to that point where it's like, oh, maybe we shouldn't be friends at this point. Is there a point for you guys where if that happens, it's it's been so long that you're just over the relationship where you're just like, this isn't even worth it anymore? Yes. Like friendship breakups? Is it like talking? 
Like, are we talking, or did they find out? I think the organic ending of a friendship is is awkward because it feels weird to have, like, a friend breakup because you're setting that, like, final line kind of thing. Um, I had one where the person that I was friends with, their energy was just very negative. They were very, like, um, what we had originally bonded over was encouraging each other to do bad stuff. Like, we were to each other's, like, toxic, like, green light kind of thing. Mm -hmm. But I was in a position in my life where I really could not handle being around that kind of energy. And so I had tried to set the boundary with this person, and it blew up in my face. They got very upset. They're like, how could you call me, like, a bad person when you've done all these terrible things to people? And I was like, damn, that's really interesting. Um, We can talk about it if you want to. And then they, like, blocked me off of everything. Um, it was it was it was difficult. It was there was no closure, and with like friendship breakups, you're not you don't feel like you deserve closure as much as like a relationship breakup kind of thing. Um, it worked out fine though because fast forward like t- a year or two later, we both kind of grew from that, and now we are friends. You know, they reached out and apologized, and we got everything out on the table and talked about it. And now we're we're homies. That's nice. I guess the underlying thing with all of this is communication, like whether you're a good communicator to that person or not. Do you guys feel like you guys are good communicators? Like if something is wrong, are you are you guys confrontational? Or are you very passive? Or does it depend on the situation? I am definitely not confrontational at all. I let you guys confront. <laughs> I'm confrontational for others, but not for myself. Yeah. I'm very bad uh, yes. at picking up from I'm not. I'm like half and half, depends on the situation. I like to, the thing is, I like to wait it out, because I feel like when you're in the moment, you know, you talk in the heat of the moment and you say all these negative things, so I like to like, sleep it off or talk about it the next day or like the following week. I know it seems bad, but that's just how I am, because I don't, I'm not confrontational at all. Are you the type of person where you process everything and then you bring it up later, or do you just never bring it up because you just kind of worked it out in your head yeah so it's bad how i do it is because i literally don't talk about it like that day off and i get really quiet about it and i just overthink it and then the next day i like sleep it off and i try to think of it more and then i'll bring it up but then sometimes i don't so it all like accumulates and then in the end like it's just gonna like burst you know and then it ends up in me in tears (laughs) But I've been working on it, um, but it's just how I am. I don't know. Um, I'm trying to, like, talk more about the problem when it's happening rather than waiting it out because I feel like waiting it out can also be bad as well. So is it that you wait it out and then you kind of work it out in your head and then you still have that same bad feeling about that person and then because it continuously happens and you don't speak to this person that 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 residual feeling is still there to a point where it just overfills your cup and then it overflows. Yeah, it would like it would be like in the back of my head really and I would you know forget about it but it's still there type of thing. But I feel like I've been doing a lot better with trying to talk to people because I'm not confrontational at all. Like I don't like talking about um issues. I don't know. I just don't like being confrontational. I'm the type to like 
let it go, you know? Yeah, but you shouldn't let go of things. Because I know, like, in certain situations that you've been in, you kind of, like, you internalize it, you think about it, and then you kind of overthink of what the other person is thinking about you, and that's what makes you really upset. And that's when it gets really bad for you, from what I've noticed. And I know you've been working on it, which is great, but it's like, that's your, you fill up your cup really fast. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. I think I'm way too considerate of other people's feelings. Um, and I put their feelings first in front of myself, uh, which is why I have trouble doing that. Which I feel like that's like a lot for other people as well. But do you think it's because you don't want them to think badly of you or you don't want to stir drama or is it because you actually are passive? It's both. No, it's like literally all of it. Like I don't want to cause drama and I don't want it to make a bigger issue than it is and I'd rather um, deal with it like in a quiet, nice way type of thing. By your lonely self? (laughs) (laughs) I know, I overthink a lot, which is which is bad but it's i'm working on it but as long as i'm yeah as long as i um what's the word um uh like sorry guys i don't know the word i know what i'm doing like i agree to it no ignore me skip that part chuck is the type of person where it's like she has an issue with the person, and then she texts us to be like, this is their address, fight him. <laughs> and then we're like, okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I correct. We're picking each other up. <laughs> we're driving there together, carpool. Yeah, save the earth. What about you, Kelsey? Um, for like certain situations, I feel like I'll think about it. And then if it's like a really bad situation, cause I know like in the heat of a moment, I might just like, do something really bad so for me i analyze the situation i see am i am am i in the wrong or is the other person in the wrong and then that's when i like sometimes i talk to you guys sometimes i talk to jared about it's like the situation you know if it's like a confrontational thing like i have to confront someone then it's like i have to build up a lot of courage to actually do it myself even though it seems like I'll do it like right away but it's like I'm also very passive because I don't want to stir things up like I don't want drama I don't want to like fight anybody when I have when I if I really have to but I just like being a chill person and like if something bothers me then I'll think about it it's like does it really bother me or is it just a person or what is it that's really bothering me and then I kind of just let things go like truck but I don't overthink it as much, but internally I do think about it a lot. I don't know, I feel like that's just how I am. I feel like I just overanalyze things and then I just let it go and then I forget about it. Unless it's like a really serious thing, then usually I really think about it and then I tell the person like how I feel sometimes. So I was talking about this with my little earlier because we were talking about betting versus talking shit about somebody and we said or he said when there's an issue and sometimes you do need to talk to somebody because sometimes you just need a third person's opinion because you may be overreacting or you think that 
or at the heat of the moment you're just gonna blow over and yell and you might lose a relationship that you may want to maintain or keep but because of this thing exactly. it it just ruined it all and then that's where venting comes in because you just need a third person's opinion to kind of be like am i crazy is my feelings valid which everybody's feelings is valid but just how you handle the situation or how you yeah. will want to handle the situation is it gonna be okay and he kind of stated that no matter what whether you decide to vent to somebody no matter how little or how small he would still want to speak to that person about it just to discuss because it is something that did bother him at that moment and he feels that it is important to still talk to them about it do you guys agree i agree if it's like a continuous behavior that you know like this person would do a certain thing over mm -hmm. and over again and it's like if it bothers me to the point it's like okay we need to have a talk then yeah but if it's like a one-time thing i kind of just like glaze over it like, I feel like that's just, like, the chill side of me. Like, certain things, I kind of just glaze over certain people, like, some of their attributes. And I just, like, put it over my head. And it's like, whatever. You know, they are who they are. And I can't really change that. But if it's, like, a continuous behavior, then I would talk to them about it. It's like, hey, why are you, like, like, why do you do X, Y, and Z? Yeah, I'll say that when it's so little... Is it still important to tell that tell that to that person because if it's so insignificant what's the point of mentioning it and i think that goes into you don't want to stir drama or you don't want to cause another conflict with that person because it literally means nothing like it could be you had an argument because you guys don't agree that the you guys like the same color and they get mad about it but it's so insignificant at the point it's like why why mention that it bothered you if you got over it or it literally means nothing so i felt like for me i i wouldn't mention it just because it's a little but i do agree with you if it's something that is continuous behavior or something that kind of eats at you i guess that is best to confront them confront them about it i don't yeah and like if it's like a one-time thing like why say it if it if you don't really care about it it's like you know, sometimes in the moment you kind of just say things out loud and you're not really thinking, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Like you just kind of say how you feel out loud, not knowing that you actually said it out loud. Or maybe you want like someone to also notice what they're doing and like have them agree. But, you know, humans, there's human error to everything. Like you could just say it out loud. You're like, oh, I, you did this. Right. It kind of bothers me, but I'm chill. Do you guys think that you guys are very aware of your emotions? Like, when you're upset about something, you know, like, oh, I'm acting this way because of this. Yes. Yeah. Chuck? Yeah, I'm pretty much aware of my feelings. Um, I'm pretty sure everyone else wouldn't be. I mean, I feel like when there's an issue for me, I tend to stay quiet and not really mention anything because I don't want to make a bigger issues and I don't really like drama at all so I uh, just keep quiet basically but yeah I feel like eventually if it bothers me a lot I will tell them straight up but in a nice manner 
because I don't like to be confrontational and mean. Can you please not be a bitch? <laughs> please. Please. Thank you. No, that's really sure. It's like a sure thing. Like, it's hard for me to hide my facial features when I'm upset about something or if something bothers me. Like, I can't hide what my face says. Like, if you're doing something weird, like, my face would be like, WTF. What are you doing? Like, I would, like, some people would, like, do something and I would just be like, Yeah, I, I've noticed. For my, uh, for the video what viewers, like, I make faces all the time and I just can't help it and I was very thankful for COVID having to wear a mask because you can't see half of my face but you could just see like maybe a furred brow but underneath I'm like either like or like <laughs> but it still looks yeah. the same on top of listen when I you know, make a like, face under your mask we, you know what face you're making <laughs> I know yeah. when something bald is Kelsey because I look at her and she makes she looks at me with this face I'm like oh yeah yeah it's it's bad but it hasn't gotten me in trouble thank goodness um thank goodness so for masks okay let's keep on uh trucking here do you when do you feel like you have been so emotionally aware of your feelings from when because i know i was not like that until junior year of college and that's really really late i feel like i don't know maybe not that's how old are you then 20 21 junior yeah so kind of so at 21 i i was kind of like truck where i always held on to my feelings i didn't speak it to anybody and i feel like you guys have known this or have gone through that with me once where i just never said anything i didn't not that i didn't care to i just never knew how to put my emotions into words nor did i ever want to be vulnerable that way i was always very to myself i can figure out my feelings my own i don't want anybody to know that i'm feeling this way or i just it always felt so weird to me to be vulnerable and to put my walls down to let everybody know I'm feeling this way because of X, Y, and Z. And I know in my past relationship, I was that way too, where every time we had an issue, they would always be, what is wrong? Like, we can discuss this now. And I'd be like, no, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. And I would just fix it in my head. And But then weeks later, I would be like, I had an issue because of this. And then it'd be like, why didn't you tell me then? I was like, it's so hard for me to tell you my feelings because I'm just not used to it. And yeah. I didn't, and I don't know why I'm this way. And it's going to take me a while for me to understand and be like, oh, this is something that's so little or so dumb. Or be like, why am I mad at this? I shouldn't be mad at this. This is so normal. And I feel like after I got into that relationship, I think for some reason, something clicked where I'm like, okay, I need to be better at communicating communication because now with my relationship with Larry, every time there's an issue, I'm always like, hey, that's not okay, or I'm upset because of this, and we need to talk about it so this doesn't happen again. Yeah, that's pretty true. I remember when, uh, back then, when you would get mad, you would be so quiet, and we wouldn't even talk to you for, like, mm -hmm. a week, and then you'd be back and be like, oh, 
hi, everything's so normal and stuff. Yeah. But I feel like yeah, I remember that really. Yeah, it was like tough, but we figured that was how you were. But I feel like through like growing up and you know growth and being and maturing and stuff like that, we all realized like that's not the way to handle things and like we should talk it out and not really stay to ourselves in these type of situations and be mature enough to like talk to each other type of thing yeah it's like how each of us kind of grew up differently but our outcomes of like talking about our feelings are similar yeah like i also didn't talk about my feelings as a kid um so i also had like issues when me and jared started dating it's like hard for me to tell them what's wrong and kind of just internalize it and then I wouldn't even like tell him sometimes how like why am I mad or like what made me upset but then slowly as like uh we progressed in our relationship it started to be like okay I'm starting to get more comfortable of, of saying things that makes me upset or like hey like I don't like like it when you do this or that you know it's become to a point where it's like I'm more comfortable like he makes me feel more comfortable saying how I feel even though it's about him like in the beginning I thought it was going to hurt his feelings but then I kind of grew and then I matured and it's like these are my feelings I should let him know how I feel and how it makes me feel because it's things that he's doing that makes me feel this way because we were so young and like we were I think we're all, we were when we were young we're like insecure of our feelings we really don't know how to express ourselves and that's it in any way shape or form so we don't really say it out loud whereas now we're like old and more mature we we know how to handle things when did you guys feel that you guys have matured in your emotions and being able to communicate better with your significant other or friends or anyone for that matter like when did that when did that shift change for you guys Honestly, for me, it was after college because I feel like being in the work life, in the work environment, you know, uh, you're surrounded by adults. Like, you're not surrounded by people that are the same age as you, that are growing at the same time as you. Um, That helped me realize that not everything is about me, you know, like there's a bigger world out there. And there's like, I don't know, there's people out there that don't really um, care about, like as mean as it is, don't really care about like, you like personally so uh that's when i realized like oh i need to become more mature and uh i don't know mature in the way that i think and the way that i talk and just in general you know yeah definitely for me it was more of after college like maybe towards the end of college it was like oh it's because i'm surrounded by people my age and like all all of my friends like everyone in college like we're all friends like I that's when I cared about their feelings and what they thought about me but then after college I'm like I really don't care what people think of me I don't really care about certain people so I just kind of you know I think that's how I even cut down the friend list too like at that point it's like I realized like I don't care as much as I thought I did in college when I left college, like when I moved back home and started working, like doing my stuff, like I didn't really care about what you guys did. Not you guys, specifically, but like our other friends. (laughs) But like our other friends, like 
sometimes I really didn't care and like it's it's gotten to the point where it's like yeah I understand how I feel and if I feel this way towards someone then I really should act upon it and it's like you kind of question yourself you're like well why am I friends with this person why do I feel this way why am I friends with this person but yet I still feel this way you know kind of thing and it's like I'm an adult if I don't want to be friends with them then I shouldn't be friends with them and just kind of leave it at that you know if it's a two-way street where it's like if you want to be friends with someone then you'll try and if they want to be friends with you they'll try effort but then there's also like situations where it's like oh I haven't talked to I haven't talked to Lynn uh, one-on-one for like a month but I know that Lynn will always be there for me and then I uh, will be there for her vice versa so you kind of just I think as you grow you kind of you experience more things being an adult when you're on your own rather than being surrounded by your friends like 24 7 like I used to live with truck and her twin and her other roommate like all the time and it was just like fun it was like a party like every day but like now that I'm on my own yeah we're like super immature party party every weekend I don't know if I could say this but like one time it was just me and Chuck hanging out and we measured or we weighed how much one of her boobs (laughs) in my room. It was like 20 pounds (laughs) which sounds so inaccurate. We're just like it was just like we did the dumbest things at home but like now it's like I don't do that much dumb things like I got nothing else to do here but But it's like I don't I don't care for that. Back then, we thought we were so mature, and, like, we thought we were so better than everyone else, but in reality, we Accurate. were, you know? In reality, Accurate. everyone's the same. We're probably just, like, really stupid. People are like, what are these children doing here? Yeah. We were yeah. embarrassed every time we go out. I'm still embarrassing, but that's yeah. a different story. <laughs> but I'm mature. <laughs> but I'm mature, you know what I mean? <laughs> In terms of communication, do you guys think that... Because there's obviously a shift in communication now, right? Like, you're able to rationalize your feelings, you're able to understand. But in terms of communicating them, do you think that... Or do you... Your communication with your family versus friends, is it the same? Did it happen at the same time or differently? Because I know with you guys, I've been very good with communicating i want i hope (laughs) communicating and telling my feelings very well communicating if i've been having issues like i'll let you guys know or having a problem with somebody i'll let them know or you guys know and but with my family i have not been that way and i don't know it's because my siblings are so much older than me that it's so different they are 10 plus years older than me and it's so hard to speak about talk about my feelings because I grew up with them being that adult figure in my life um, teaching me everything being that parent that was there for me or teaching you everything in life because that age difference is so great and I don't think I was able to communicate with them or my communication wasn't well with them until I want to say two years ago where something bothered me so much that I was like listen like this is not okay and this is the reason why even last year my brother 
joked about something that made me very upset and that was the one brother that I'm actually scared of the most and it bothered me to the point where I'm like I need to tell him and I let him know and he was very understanding and he actually took it in a positive way because he's such a type of sarcastic person that I I never I don't know how he was gonna take it and I'm pretty sure Kelsey knows who I'm talking about um but and you know how he is he's just that way he's kind of he acts like a douche like low-key point and blank and you just never know if he's gonna be mean to you about it or actually take it seriously and it was fine like we talked about it and our relationship is fine and even with one of my other brothers like our communication is very strong and he understands that and it it just took so long to get there and i don't know it's because we're adults now and our relationship has shifted into that but it just took so long compared to with you guys and that's probably because we're the same age and because we're such close friends and when you're you have a sibling who acts as that adult figure or parent figure it's so hard but i don't know if that is like that with you guys or that happened or that shift happened the same time with communicating all together like with your family and friends it just happened at the same time or differently Uh, I feel like for me, I noticed that when I moved home and then I started like hanging out with my mom more that I've, I feel like I feel more comfortable even though she was the one that like really disciplined me, like both my parents disciplined me, but I think both out of my parents, I was probably scared of my mom the most, but I like, I would be scared to even like ask her certain things and stuff like that. But nowadays it's just like, we're like we have chill conversations and everything is just i don't feel as scared like i don't feel nervous trying to ask her something or talk to her about an issue that's bothering me like i just flat out just say it to my mom and i'm just like really understanding of certain things and you know i feel like she she's more understand not understanding but she's kind of appreciating that I speak to her more um especially with like my dad too like I have a hard time talking to my dad but I feel like as I'm getting older and I'm trying to talk to my dad more it's getting a little bit easier to like tell him certain things that's going on I mean it's not like how I talk to my mom but you know step by step it will get there but I feel like when I moved home and I started maturing by my own feelings is that when I started to mature the relationship between I had between my mom and myself. So you think it happened at the was, same time? Yeah, I think so. Well, maybe like a little bit later for my mom, like developing that relationship, but it was definitely there. Like, I don't know, I think like one day I was just like telling my mom the issue I had and I didn't even like stop to think like oh will she think it's like stupid or something like that I just flat out said it like no anxiety no like I didn't have any regrets even telling her like I felt relieved I felt really confident in myself and I think I just became more confident in my own voice as I you know left college personally like, I feel like I have more confidence in myself into saying, like, I want to do this and this and this. I want to say this and this and this to whomever I'm t- speaking to. 
and I think it's crazy to think because you or we always think that our family is gonna be so close no matter what they're there for you and you're able to talk to them about anything and but I don't know I feel like for us our communication with our parents or even siblings is so hard and we actually were able to communicate better first with friends and I don't know where that shift happened or why that is but do you feel like when you have kids <laughs> the face Lynn made like when you have kids if and when you have kids do you would you care if or would you make it a priority for them to have good communication with you first or do you think that oh because I went through this it's okay like you know that they have or you hope that they have a close knit of people that they can go to in terms of communicating and and eventually hope that they can go to you one day to go for it or how do you think you'll establish that I think I romanticize a very strong communication relationship between a child and their mom from early on because that's not what I had with my mom like I wouldn't tell her a lot I would tell her about school and stuff but I wouldn't tell her about my friends I wouldn't tell about like you know boys or whatever so as someone who didn't have that I definitely romanticize that type of like you know you have those friends whose parents are like oh I'm your I'm your friend before I'm your mom my mom was like no I'm your mom not your friend <laughs> um, but I think if I were to have kids whatever kind of happens happens I I want them to know that I am here to make them the best version of themselves and discipline is very hard to understand conceptually as a kid because all you see is like the world is kind of against you and it's not until you hit college that you really understand the sacrifices parents make for you and like you know that like minority you know first second generation guilt but I will say that I feel like realistically I would be much more similar to my mom if I were to have a kid and let my kid figure out how to communicate best with their friends and so that way they can try a bunch of stuff fail a bunch of times and by the time they're ready to talk to me as like an adult they'll have the communication guns developed I'm not I, I mean I guess the parents goal is to be them to be there to help them do that kind of stuff but it's like that's what you got friends for Learn how to resolve issues with your friends, and you can come to me once you know what you're talking about. If it's that so bad, my... you can come to me. <laughs> yeah, if it's really that bad. But yeah. I can't wait till Lynn has kids. If she has kids. She's gonna be like, um, don't talk to me about your feelings. Talk to your aunties, because fuck that. <laughs> come to me laugh. <laughs> like, uh, Lynn, uh, your kid has, uh, a kid. She's like, huh? <laughs> I feel like it's just going to be so be hard fun. to build that bridge with oh. your child to be like, you can communicate with me on anything, but I think it's because what Lynn said, the whole disciplinary figure and and everything like that, it's just so hard to go to that person for it. Yeah. Um, I also think it's like how you, how you were raised, I suppose, like your relationship with your parents and how they raised you. Like, my parents are very, very, very traditional. So it was not really great communication because it was more, 
judgment than it was communication every time I would talk to them. So I grew up not really communicating as well. And I communicate with my siblings, which is why we have like a close bond, I would say. And I would go to my parents last when it comes to anything. But I feel like, yeah, I think it just like depends on how you're raised and how um, you were brought up in terms of how you communicate with your parents. But I guess that goes into effort too. Like if you want that relationship yeah. with your child, you have to make the effort. And I remember yeah, my brother like making, yeah. And I remember my brother making this good point where he said, "Is your do you want like how you're raised? Yes, that's kind of how you act. But do you want to repeat that? And do you want your child to respect or love you through fear, or respect or love you be, because of they respect you, or because they actually do love you? Because that's totally different. They can respect you." through fear but they're not going to go to you for anything and you know with traditional parents like the whole i can go on and on ex- about it that's a whole nother podcast exactly like the very hard love tough love thing yeah. like you love your parents through fear because you don't want to mess up you don't want to <laughs> you don't want to get in trouble like you are so scared of your parents because whatever you do wrong you don't know and then with the respect, like, it's just being a parent is so hard, and I don't know how our parents did it. <laughs> like, shout out to parents out there because I don't even shout know. Out. Shout out, shout out, shout out, shout out, shout out. I feel I like imagine us being parents. Ooh, it's crazy. Yeah, I feel like I, I feel like texting you guys like, dude, this little shit like drew on the freaking <laughs> walls. What do I do? Do I yell at them? Do I not yell at them? <laughs> hey, can I drop off my kids to you for a weekend because I need a break? <laughs> let my kids play with your honestly, kids for the weekend <laughs> honestly it's like like um seeing like how like i was raised and then how each of my cousins like my younger cousins were raised it's a lot different um but I, the communication that they have with their parents is like really really cool like my my little cousin can talk to like his parents about like anything and like especially like his sister like they're just like really cool hip parents and like the parents don't judge and they just kind of like oh really like oh you got a girlfriend like do you what's the reason why you like her you know like if i were to ever say that my parents be like why do you have a boyfriend like you shouldn't be having a boyfriend at this age and stuff like that so i think it's really cool and that's what i kind of want to be as a parent like be a chill like a cool parent where like my kids are more comfortable to like talk to me about like anything especially at like such a young age like i want to establish that kind of relationship with them and then to like the point where it's like oh they're talking to me about like their significant other or like this person that they like you know i just want to have that kind of relationship with my kids because i didn't really have that much of a relationship with my parents but i did with my aunts and my um with my aunts but I want them to have that kind of trust and that security with me as a parent. So that's why I kind of want to change. Because like like what Julie said, like her brother uh, said a really good quote. And I don't want to repeat it. I want to change it. You know what I mean? Because it's like, I want my kids to trust me. I don't want them to do things behind my back because I'm such a strict parent. Which I feel like I'm not going to do the strict parent. I feel like that's Jared. And I, there. <laughs> I find it interesting too because I feel because I grew up with you and so I've been around your family a lot and I felt like growing up you're 
your mom just seems so cool <laughs> to me. Yeah, my just mom's cool. My mom's like probably the stricter one. Yeah, but I surprisingly, I feel like she kind of broke that barrier. Be broke the barrier, kind of, or sometimes. Like, I, I she didn't raise me, so I don't know. But from what I saw, it just felt like she broke the barrier between being a parent and being a friend because she was also the comments that she made and stuff like that. She just always was herself to her friends and her family, like unconditionally, like her silly self, her goofy self, and I feel like that allows your child to be open to be to see that and be like, oh, my mom can be cooler, like, oh, I can talk to her, like, she's seem, she seems okay, I don't know. I felt like she was really good at communicating, but then again, I was, I didn't grow up with her. Yeah, I think she was the one really good at communicating. It was more of my self-development where maybe it got to the point where it's like I'm kind of scared I kind of don't not like scared like terrified but like I'm scared to tell my feelings or I'm I was really uh when I was a kid it was really hard for me to say my feelings and what uh how I feel or what happened with the situation so my mom figured out a way to communicate me communicate with me and so like one of my I got in trouble and I didn't want to say anything and so she's like, if you don't want to say anything, then you can write it. And as a kid, I was a really good writer. So I wrote like what I felt, what happened and all that. And she read it and she kind of like internalized it and understood it. I understood it in my perspective, which was like way better than me trying to like say something. Cause I was like super nervous about saying my feelings and what happened and stuff. Like, cause I didn't want to get in trouble. And so like, I just wrote it. And that's how my mom kind of dealt with me. It's like, I just wrote things that bothered me and like stuff like that. And she kind of did the same thing with my little sister, but I think my little sister is more outspoken than I am. And so she says her feelings as, she's, as she feels them. So it's like different parenting styles, but a, she did learn to adapt. She's a really cool mom, no doubt about it. But it's more like, it was me. Like I didn't know how to same feelings yeah i guess it's a two-way streak at that point because you need to be ready to vent to somebody or to speak your mind but then on the other person or the flip side they need to be able to whether it's a parent or friend to adapt to that situation be like or understand that person's feelings and be able to communicate correctly with them or not be so judgmental about it because i feel like when you're younger or even now if you're having issues with communicating it you always feel like oh if i say this they might judge me or they might think that my situation or issues are dumb to them and that they're gonna just disregard it because i know that that's yeah. how i felt and i think that really puts a hindrance to communicating and having a good relationship with anybody for that matter and I guess it just comes with time and you just have to realize that your surroundings really matter and to find a group of people who can be there for you like if you need it or be able to communicate with somebody or find at least one person who you're able to communicate with whether it's one friend of one of your siblings a parent or anybody for that matter a therapist or or someone it's just good to have someone who you're able to talk to or like we said getting bent to or communicate with but 
when you're ready it's or whenever you're ready or whenever you have that growth or or that shift changes where you're able to communicate with somebody i think that's where your relationship with that person goes to the next level because then you're able to like if something's wrong with them you're able to discuss and work it out with between yourselves yeah and it doesn't feel like you guys are arguing it's like uh, a mature conversation it's not like uh, I'm gonna yell this is how I feel you're wrong blah 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 it's like oh we're having a conversation about how you feel and then I'm giving my opinions on it and you kind of take it in and internalize it yeah okay well we've been recording for about an hour and a half now so which is probably going to be cut down to 30 minutes <laughs> maybe an hour i don't know we'll see but um to sum it all up communication is very important um is the key to success really in everybody's relationship and lives if you can find somebody who you can talk to that's great um doesn't matter who it is but we hope that you are able to communicate eventually don't try to hide it into internalize to to leave your cup overflowing and cry every night working on it we're working on it okay (laughs) but the cup is really small (laughs) it's a shot glass it's really easy to overflow (laughs) an espresso cup But thank you for tuning in to today's podcast. My name is Julie. My name is Kelsey. I'm Trug. And Lynn is is glued to the toilet. So (laughs) that's another story. Um, Thank you for joining in. We hope you have a very good night. Um, And yeah. Or afternoon. Yes. Goodbye. Till next time. Bye-bye. Goodbye. Love that.